Hey everybody, welcome to the High Rith and Other Words podcast. I am your host, Timothy Mangle, and uh, I said my name pretty fun there, like Timothy Mangle. <laughs> Anyways, uh, welcome back. Uh, this is the first solo episode of the year, so that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, so I just want to do some housekeeping right right up top and just say that uh, the podcast is now available on YouTube. So if you normally watch on Facebook or you just listen to the audio version, um, just want to let you know that now it's available on YouTube. So it'll be linked below. You can just search for the name of the podcast, uh, whatever. I'm if you're able to find this, then I'm sure that you're able to find uh, where this podcast would be located on YouTube. And uh, just another thing, just quick, right off the bat, um, we we do have that Patreon going. So if you're interested in just getting more content and uh, this stuff earlier, yeah, then um, go ahead and sign on up. That, that too will be linked in the description. So yeah. Uh, I hate doing that stuff because I'm a bad salesman, but, uh, you know, it's just it's just other stuff that got going on. I just wanted to share that with you. Um, yeah, but I'm really excited about the topic today. Um, I think it it definitely won't be the first time that we've talked about it, and it definitely won't be the last time that we've talked about it. But that being said, it's this episode, I for me, it's a little bit of a continuation off of last week's conversation with my mom. Uh, my mom and I talked a lot about mindfulness or, or really, you know, paying attention to your thoughts. And I wanted to kind of just expand on that a little bit and just go into detail of what that looks like for me and um, my relationship with that. And hopefully I can just kind of give you some advice that, yeah, I find practical. Um, so I really got introduced to the idea of mindfulness through meditation. And meditation really is, I mean, that's the whole point of it is, is really mindfulness is, is to cultivate the, the ability to be a mindful person. Um, I started meditating in 2017, um, or maybe I think it might've even been late 2016. And, uh, so I've been on my spiritual journey since, I mean, obviously a spiritual journey is multiple lifetimes and the eternity and infinitely long but um in this incarnation or this time around I've uh I, I really got interested in Christianity when I was 17 and that's when I really started devout de- devouting myself to God and to Jesus and to all these fun spiritual things that we get to talk about um I'm sorry I'm popping so much guys I'm trying to find a good placement for this mic so just bear with me um but yeah um, so I, I, I spent the first, you know, I mean, I didn't really get into meditating, like I said, until I was 26, 27, probably let's say let's yeah, 26, 27, I'm 31 now. So, you know, four or five years ago after 13 years, 14 years, something like that of the spiritual journey. Um, and it's funny because I, I see in in the zeitgeist and in just kind of popular culture that meditation is becoming more popular and science is showing all these things about how amazing it is. And for me, I'm like, I'm not really surprised by it because people have been meditating for, you know, thousands of years and it's almost a very natural process, right? And so it's like I talked about last week, um, I guess I should say if 
Before you listen to this episode, it might be best to go back and listen to the one I had with my mother. You can watch it up on YouTube or, you know, just go listen to the audio. But it's, for me, mindfulness, it's, it's, and meditation, it's, 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 like I said, it's so natural because your brain naturally has this tendency to run a mantra or to run a competitive loop. And so the idea is to put something in that place so that it's not so, so that you don't have a rudder and that the sea isn't just this open void that your your thoughts can just go wherever, but that you kind of have something circulating there already. And that's kind of the idea of a mantra. But before we really get into that, I, I, I want to tell how I got introduced. I know I said through meditation, but it was actually through an experience I had through meditation that really made me aware of what the concept of awareness is or um yeah whatever mindfulness whatever you would want to call it so one night i was meditating and i you know was just doing whatever i did and i had a really transcendental experience um it was one of the most profound religious experiences of my whole life and um i ended up getting a tattoo because of it and um i ended up it was part of the reason that I moved to Oregon because during the time I felt like it was it was time for me to do that. But when I came down from the experience and came back from it, however you want to say it, when I kind of was coming back into this reality, um, one of the first things I, I heard in my head, and I, I don't necessarily think it was one of my thoughts, but I don't know I don't know what happened because I just I could just came out of this crazy experience and I don't really know. I can't begin to explain the experience, so I'll try in some other time. But all that to say was one of the first things I heard when I came back was pay attention to your senses. And I thought that that was interesting because, I, you know, I just had this grandiose experience. You know, I, I it felt, it, again, big, really big thing, but a really grandiose experience. And it was interesting to walk away from it and then the experience ultimately leave me with some sort of residue of it's important for you to pay attention to your senses. And that's so curious because, you know, we're taught that we have five senses and, you know, we do, you know, taste, smell, seeing, hearing and, and touch. Right. So those are the five senses. But realistically we have more than that and i i'm not going to sit here and begin to explain you know what they could potentially be and all the depths of it and and maybe that'll be a a thing another time but let's start with just those those five simple ones and and because they're so evident to us right and this is even the idea of fasting and and fasting was something that that again helped me understand the idea of mindfulness because you you have your field of ex, your experience right you have your field of what you're you're viewing and and you know your objective reality right so when you look out into the world you you see things and it's your reality is more than just what you see it's also what you feel and what you hear on the inside right so just as the same as you would inter, you know interact or touch or you know want the things that are out here 
to be the best for you, then you would also want the things in here to be the best for you, right? So again, those are your senses. Those are whatever kind of makes up the you that isn't touchable, but it's a it's a combination between the outside world and something in your body that produces a, a third something. That's, that's a sense, right? So your brain and thoughts kind of work in a similar manner. Now, I remember hearing somebody say one time that the the brain produces thoughts the same way that the tongue salivates. Now, the you know the tongue salivates in in different it 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 responds differently when you're just kind of going about your business. It's doing whatever it is that it does, and it's it's producing as normal. But you know, you see a meal that you really want to eat, or you're really hungry, and you see that, or or whatever, it's going to you know act up in a certain way. And now the the brain is the exact same way. So like it just kind of goes about doing its thing, having its thoughts or whatever. And then you find yourself in a certain situation and then that begins to exacerbate, right? So I mean like again, last weekend I said in my mom's episode, for me personally, like I haven't been at this super like let's go get them spiritual place, but you know, spirituality really the, the practices and the things that we're given and the, the things that we learn through the spiritual journey, they're not necessarily always for the the hilltop times because obviously the hilltop times are you're doing okay, right? Like you don't really need anything to help you kind of push through because you're just kind of instinctively migrating reality in, you know as it comes to you. But when you're in a, a valley, you, that's when the, the spiritual practices really become important. And, you know, whether you're in a, a valley personally, um, it's hard to say that our society isn't or that our, our current culture is or that our climate is or whatever. You know, there's there's hostility in the air and, and everyone's a little tense. And, and that's why I really feel like the idea of mindfulness is so gosh darn important because... You're not just responding to, right, so think about it this way. When you when you eat a hamburger or whatever, again, going back to the tongue analogy, you're just walking down the street and you're a little bit hungry and you see somebody that has a hamburger and you're like, ah. Like you don't just go and respond on the tongue and just go and devour that hamburger. I mean, that would be more of a gut instinct, but my point still remains that there's a response that swells up within you that you have to learn to give yourself do and this is what I was talking about with fasting earlier is you know I I would do these three-day fasts I would just start on a Monday go to a Wednesday and then eat you know regular for the weekend or whatever it was and by the third day I'm all I'm thinking about is the fact that I haven't eaten right so again it's it's you're you have to not be controlled by not just your thoughts, but your your body is has this drive of hey, we're we're eating and and where we need to eat, we need to eat to survive or, or whatever it would be, whatever your body tells you. And for me, what I really got from fasting was being able to sit with my body and see like, yeah, I I know that we're hungry and I know that we want to eat and that we normally eat as much, but you know, I'm I'm really focusing on something else right now. And I appreciate you body for telling me that you're hungry because, you know, I, I appreciate that. If you didn't if that didn't work, I wouldn't know to eat and I need food, you know? So it's a good thing that your body tells you that it's it's hungry. 
same with depression like it's it's not necessarily good that people are depressed they shouldn't live there but it's good that your body produces this warning sign to let you know that the things need to change so what i'm trying to say is and this is what we really talked about last week is don't just respond to your emotions or any thoughts that you have you're the one who gets to choose how you respond to your thoughts and i mean you know obviously i i believe that that everyone wants to do if anyone's looking at their thoughts and, and thinking about them intently i hope that they're doing it for the right reasons and i don't know if everyone does that but my hope is that when people sit with their thoughts and sit with their honest opinions of of the world or or whatever that that it frees them to some degree that you don't i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say right now other than it's important to sit with yourself in a way that is honest and true to who you are and and i think again that's part of what mindfulness and, and meditation is is being able to sit and to focus and to yeah to not be swayed you know to not be this this rudderless thing and this you know vapid void of potentiality and yeah you know it's 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 a good thing to practice and and last night i was thinking about this because you know i was just thinking you know how do i do this in my life now like how do i practice mindfulness in the day to day because i i really need to do this i really need to be able to to you know just just be able to go throughout my day and not have things affect me on my inner peace level or that my soul level that it's i'm not just so shaken by things that come my way regardless of whatever that is you know we talked about this in non-duality uh, last season a couple of weeks ago when you know it's it's the idea of when your horse gets stolen or horse runs away or when your son breaks his leg or when you you find riches it's you know it's who knows what's good and what's bad and and hopefully it's it's not this overwhelming response of you know it's it's there are traps in life right and your emotions and your brain are are one of the biggest traps that we have to learn to get around and obviously your brain and your emotion they're your friends they're your they're tools for you to use but they're they're not good masters they're not something that you're supposed to be suppressed by but that you're supposed to be able to use what your emotions are saying in order for that inner peace to be achieved and to be you know just sad in um yeah so again i was i feel like I, I got off of i was what i was saying but last night i was i was thinking you know what is just good practices simple practices for this and what i remembered or what really came to me was just learn to to listen to your senses right so they're the first five basic ones so you know when whatever you can see really look at it whatever you can hear really listen to it whatever you can taste really taste it you know whatever you can feel really feel it and uh i forget which one i left out but whatever that one is really do it you know it's and so I was laying in bed and, you know, the air is a little cold and I got this blanket on me that feels really nice. My girlfriend just washed it and so it smells good. And it's just this, you know, 
it's so easy to dole out all of your other senses while we're listening to whatever narrative is that's going on in our head, right? So, I mean, and maybe we have to do that to survive to some degree because I'm sitting on this this futon. It's nice and comfy. The air's, you know, it's it's a perfect like room temperature. It's fine, and I'm not really paying attention to it. But I think it's it's a good practice to just be going through your day and then just to focus on what you're feeling, you know, and so I was laying there last night, and I was, yeah, I was just focusing on the air, and I was focusing on the blanket, and I was focusing on the sounds of my cats running around, and and just whatever it was, and I was really, you know, for me, I, I feel like I have a good excuse for, you know, I'm, I'm very, devout and religious in my relationship with God. And I don't want to say that that's necessarily important to the spiritual path, because I do believe that you can kind of live and you don't have to be constantly like in prayer or like this sense of devotion or whatever. But for me, I feel like, you know, when I sit and I listen to my cats playing or the air being nice and chill, whatever it is, for me that that is it's it's God making himself known to me. And I see him in these beautiful little gifts of, you know, my cat batting around a little a toy mouse of, you know, just the sound of my girlfriend sleeping. You know, that's it's these are all beautiful things that that God is showing himself through. And it's happening all around us. And it's it's the it's the biggest crime of of being a human is realizing that all around us is divinity, that the whole thing is just soaked in this beautiful, beautiful mess of glory. And we don't see it and we don't feel it for the most, for the most part. We've, we take life as an assumption and we take our thoughts as these, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says, take every thought captive in Jesus Christ. But it's so often that our thoughts are the ones that are taking us captive. And that's, you know, everything that's here is a tool for us. And these things, we're supposed to use them in the proper way to, you know, open up, you know, our hearts to people and to open up love towards people. And how often do our thoughts really help us do that naturally, right? So we need to get to this place where we're paying attention to our our inner world. So the same way, again, this is a good practice, right? So just just focus on feeling the air. So don't just don't just take the air as an assumption there's air here, you know, I can I can kind of see it, you can't see it. I don't know what I just said. I can kind of feel it or or whatever, you know? And then take that same thing with the thoughts inside of your head and just be like, "Oh, I can I can I can see that I'm thinking these thoughts." That it's not just the thoughts are being poured out like a like a stream that you're just you're just stuck in, but it's actually a stream that's going past, you know, everything. And um, I know I've I've talked about this on the podcast before, but this is another great thing of mindfulness that I learned was, you know, when you when you make the eff- when you make the statement i am sad or i'm hungry or whatever it is you make you're affirming that there's two things there there's the i that is observing 
the hunger, right? So it's a separate thing from the I, that that initial being, that isness, that everything else um, revolves around. And for me, that that is really you. You know, you, you want to understand that that place of being and that place of isness is the place of God, and it's the place that the soul sits. It's the place of equanimity. It's the place of yeah, beyond words. And that's what you are at your core. And then there's everything else that's kind of spinning around and happening on the outside of that. And it's so easy to get caught up in the muck of, you know, your thoughts and your feelings and your, you know, God forbid you have any ideologies because that just takes your whole brain and your whole way of seeing the world, you know. And, and what I'll say towards that is that, you know, ideologies are a good thing because they're, they're, to a degree, they're like glasses to help you see the world. But, you know, they're not the world. They're just the thing by which you see the world. And, you know, I, I feel about ideologies the same way that I do about words, you know, that they're, you know, actually I'm more in love with words than I am with ideologies because ideologies can be yeah, just as deadly as words when used poorly. But... You know, a word is just supposed to be a bridge between something and something else. So when I say a tree, the word tree is not a tree, but it's a bridge between my subjective experience of a tree and you as a listener, your experience as a tree. So I say tree and then, you know, it's like a, it's a sort of magic trick. I'm like tree, boom, and then you think about one, right? Like, it's like the whole don't think about an elephant, boom, just made you think about an elephant, ha ha. I'm a wizard, finally. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh man, I feel like I I really lost myself there at the end. I was I was mostly just waiting to make that wizard joke, but um, yeah. So I I I don't even know if I ever got back to the whole thing when I started talking about devotion and all that. But yeah, I did. Okay, so again, the idea of you know it's the whole thing is sacred, and so. When you're in those times, and I'm pretty sure I've told this story before about painting. Um, I was painting a brick wall one time, and painting a brick wall is is not easy, nor is it necessarily fun. Um, eh, it can be fun, but see, there look at there's an insight right into my attitude, right? I, I went in right off the bat. I'm like, this is not fun. Um, yeah, and so. There's me catching myself, right? So, like, instead of just allowing myself to live into the narrative that that isn't fun and then I buy into it. You know, like, it's, I wouldn't go into a movie or I wouldn't want to, yeah, go to a concert or something like that thinking that it's going to suck. So, there, great. So, that's, I'm so happy that happened because it's a perfect example of mindfulness to be able to catch yourself and be like, oh, I, on a subconscious level, just allowed myself to instantly think that going into this situation that it was going to be bad. And yeah, that situation, it did suck, which led me to the point of being like, hey, you can't just sit here being upset and being whatever. You have to do something. You have to, you know, get back to that place of, you know, uh, peace and tranquility within. And I just saw the wall, my actions, all of it is, is you know, not just devotion to God, but the acting out of God. And, and you hear a lot of mystics say that God is a verb, 
that it's something that is, you know, even the idea of God is love. That's a verb. Love is, a, it's an emotion and it's in a beautiful thing, but it's something that needs to be acted out, right? You can't just, I can't just tell my girlfriend that I love her and then not do anything that, you know, would also make that statement true. It's an embodied thing. So, and also that implies another thing. So God needs to exist in a state where God is, you know, God can't be loving without the other. And that's something to be said about the Trinity and also creation itself. But we're stepping a little too far out. So we're getting close to to the end of this thing. And I feel like I've just been rambling at this point. Um, yeah, but my my encouragement, my challenge for you and, and myself this week is when you get overwhelmed by your emotions, when you get overwhelmed by the news or the media or whatever it is i just pray that you would just look at your thoughts and and try to replace them with some sort of beautiful mantra that that empowers you that that leads you to a place of openness and a a place of yesness maybe that'll be the next thing i do on finding mantras or, or meditation or something like that um yeah but and and also with that Remember to feel the air. Remember to really taste the whatever it is that you're drinking. Don't just, you know, if, if it's water, drink more water. If it's, if it's water, really taste it. If it's coffee, really taste it. You know, it's, it's a special gift. All of it, man. And I, and I believe that living in that mind space, it really cultivates positivity and gratefulness and, and generosity. So yeah, guys, I uh, I love you. I feel like I don't say that often, but uh, you're lovable, and I hope you know that. Hope you sit in that. Um, yeah, thank you for hanging out. Subscribe, click a bell. I don't. There's no. I mean, I guess if we're on Facebook, I don't or whatever. Just leave likes, comments. Let me know. Sign up for Patreon. Follow us on the socials. Uh, yeah. Um, I need a good sign-off. Thanks for hanging out, friends. Bye.